on video on 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 there you go yeah it's good and last but not least on banter what are we talking about again uh, which I think, which one, which one do that? Was it 5k stack or child? So we could do, yeah, let's do, let's do, well, we could have a bit of a bantery one and then just talk about the, the challenge. The only thing this content is actually going to be after the challenge. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Because like, I've sort of already mapped everything out. Okay, cool. Can't be fucked to go and reorganise everything. So I think 5k stack's good. Um, what other, what other workshop have we done recently to use, use as a structure? The promise. Yeah. Before that. A trickle tracker. So we could talk about like monitor. We could, that's quite a bad one. Like actually like when you do something, make sure you fucking measure it. Yeah. Okay. Don't just do stuff. Let's do and that. Then, and then the two, the, the two things we're going to talk about tracking. One is um, conversations you're having. And I guess that feeds into 1031 a bit as well. Mm. So because trickle tracker is about content and outreach which isn't a particularly sexy conversation. But we keep, just keep it high level. Just talk about tracking. Like, generally speaking, when you do something, you need to test whether it's working or not. Don't just do it and then do something else and then do something else. Like, do something, test it, see if it works, see what, what part of it isn't working well. Cool. I suggest we do 10-3-1. There's mm -hmm. more girth to that. Yeah. Um, okay. But the idea, like the fundamental idea of that is that you're tracking and you're measuring the kind of ratio. Because we yeah. did quite a lot of talk about that on the workshop. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Um, that's not in the way though, is it? Um, what, is this series two? Because <laughs> uh, in the, check. on the podcast... No, it's, it's, just, it's just one series now. That, that one episode, we talked about that. But yeah. now we're just going to ignore that. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what episode this is going to be. This is the next. This is going to be released feel, on Monday. I'm feeling 11. No, it's more than that. Because I'm, I'm now, in, our value videos are podcasts. Oh, okay. So it bumps it up. We do three, three 96. <laughs> yeah. This is number episode, you're not doing a value video this week, are you? Then, no. So this will be 14. Okay. Yeah. 14. Right. And this will be called the, the 10 through, 10, 10 through one. Would you like to introduce? I'll start us off. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Woosa. Woo. Hello team, hope you're good. If you're listening, I also hope you're good. We'll start that again. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Hey guys, hope you're good. If you're watching, if you're listening, hope you're good also. This is episode 14. 14, we're clear on that now. Of the Velocity podcast. Yes, absolutely, there we go. So, uh, how's your week been my friend? So today's Thursday on recording day, um, and it's actually been a pretty good week. What we did this morning, just as a little intro to this, to what we're going to talk about, uh, what we're going to talk about shortly, was we together identified something, something in our business that was really pissing us off, mm. <laughs> and it was dragging us down emotionally, and it was taking a lot of our time way more than it should do. And I'm sure that the people listening or watching can relate to this, that there are, there are some things that you just spend disproportionately amount of time worrying about, thinking about, stressing about, and it just shouldn't occupy that much in your headspace. 
And what we did, that was, there was something for us and we, we tackled it. We spent no more than maybe 30, 40 minutes on it this morning. And we, we managed to clarify what it was uh, that was the problem. And then we, we put a solution in and then we're, we're going to stick to it. So that, yeah. I think that was a really good moment for us this week because there was some stressful moments earlier on. Yeah, one of them being I had to, do you remember on Monday, I had to, uh, I said to you, we were on a, we were on a Zoom call together and uh, we were about to go live oh, yeah. to our, <laughs> about to go live to yeah. our, um, our members and start coaching them and helping them. And I looked at Dave and I said, Dave, I'm, I'm going to go for one, <laughs> for one minute and I'll be back. You actually said, I need to go and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how much of a problem yeah. it, it was. But yeah, I feel much better for that now. And it has been, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a revelation today. It's mm. kind of like the 80-20 principle, isn't it? Like we were spending too yeah. much of our time on something that really wasn't having that big an impact in, yeah. in our business. And mm. I'm sure uh, everybody out there listening to this, you can probably relate to that. And maybe if you can, if that's not processing, uh, take five minutes, have a think. Like what are, what are the things that you're doing right now that really aren't making that much of a difference to whatever it is that you're focused on in your business or your world? Um, that you could just let go of, or you could do something much, much simpler and still get the same effect from. Mm. Yeah, and that, on that point, I think one thing we get our coaches to do every Monday or Tuesday, whenever they come to their, co their coaching call, is we would encourage them to get all of the ideas that they've uh, picked up, that they've unknowingly sometimes sort of stashed in their brain of like things that they could do, they feel they should do, they want to do, they just because they can do, and they, they end up with like seven things that I wanna do this week. And we get them out on paper or a document and say, okay, well, which is the one of those seven things, back to your 80-20 point, that will actually have the biggest, biggest impact on my growth or my development in this moment. And we're just gonna do that one and we're gonna put the other ones down. And for us, like we had got distracted by something that was not that one thing. It was yeah. a distraction. It was a stealing and sapping energy from us. So we managed to identify it and then put a resolution around it. And then it's like, oh, weight comes off the shoulders and we're like, we're both smiling and we're both like feeling much better. Yeah, and you, you said something really powerful in one of the group calls. Pretty standard, I do that most days. It was a one-off. Um, around um, ideas versus time. And I think you get pretty pissed off with me. Oh, with, yeah, with yeah, the, definitely. I'm like, I'm the ideas man. Like, it's, this is my thing, basically. Um, oh, David, I've got another, I've got another idea. Uh, we'd love to run this by you. Like, yeah, and you're like, okay, we'll just add that to the list of 76 that you've come up with this week. Yeah. But you said something actually for once that was really powerful, really good. Um, do you want to share it with the fans? Can't remember what it was. You have to, have to team oh, me up again. You, you, you asked me to share this from Monday in the Tuesday workshop, and it was. You are. Oh yeah, I've got you it. You are pathetic. <laughs> I've got it. So the, it was basically about. Uh, I think this is right. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but we've got. It's it's way. It's it's so easy to accumulate ideas, and I was I touched on it just a moment ago that you might be scrolling Instagram and you're watching some accounts that are giving you ideas. Could be other trainers that you follow and you, you, you would look up to or you admire. Uh, could be other mentors or coaches that you're getting some, some, some coaching from, whether paid or free. But you're also talking to a trainer at your gym or down your studio. And then you chat to your, your mate who's got some good ideas in the space. And you're kind of like, you can rack up two, three, four ideas a day, like strong ideas a day. And when we weigh the, weigh the if we looked at each idea and what it took to actually execute on that idea, and then we look at the amount of time and energy and attention that you've got in a week to actually work on your business, there's a huge imbalance. Yeah. And when you add to that problem that we, it's a, it's a hard skill and not many trainers do it to do what I did before, that is write out everything that's on your mind and ask yourself, if I had to do one thing, what would actually make the, the, business, the boat go faster 
um, in this moment. And, and then if we can select one of all those ideas that have cropped up and just work on that, then we'll make progress. Yeah. But most people, probably at least 80, probably 90%, are trying to do too much at once and it leads them into uh, a state of overwhelm and confusion and ultimately like plateau yeah. at, at, the, at the very best. And I don't think, um, I don't, uh, maybe there are people out there, but I think this is a pretty common thing. Like I don't think this has got anything related to your intelligence or your um, skill level with running a business. I think this is just a very human thing to come up with lots of ideas and overwhelm yourself and then get stuck and go, well, what do I process? It's why we have a mentor. Mm. And it's one of the key things that we try and provide for our coaches, which is that clarity and that yeah. kind of like sifting through everything and going, cool, let's just zoom out for a second. You know, we can't do all of that. Let's talk about the things that can have that impact, like mm. you said. And that's why um, like coach, having a coach, even if you're very, very good at business is so valuable because yeah. it can help you kind of coming in from a non-emotive standpoint, from a yeah. non-passionate place and, and, you know, ignoring all of that, looking at the data, looking at the facts and going, well, that's the thing. Mm. That's where your focus needs yeah. to be. So stop fucking around with this and, and let's get to work. There's, there's a, something just popped into my head, but I think a little story that- That's a first. Something just popped into his head. <laughs> that might be worth sharing. And it's, the, it, it's a little story that I, something I experienced about the power of of being a good coach and developing your skill sets as a trainer to, to basically influence other people to give them a great training session to install better habits and better ways of thinking and so on. But then also having an appreciation and real life understanding of what it is to be coached, to be the mm. student, to be the client yourself. And I think too many trainers, that too many personal trainers haven't had personal training themselves. Those that do have a massive advantage because they can feel it from the client's perspective, right? Agree. And the, the little story was, I got some piano lessons. Uh, this was a few years back. And uh, it was from my, one of my wife's best friends. And uh, I was a total beginner, and I, and I only did this for a, a few months before COVID hit, actually, and then I, it got distracted. But um, I, I remember she gave me this very simple piece, and I was practicing it week in, week out. And I was, I was um, really like wanted to get this right. It was so basic. It was like one of the first steps on the ladder towards learning. Was it twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> little star? <laughs> it wasn't far away. Um, <laughs> But I, I remember I'd practiced this all week. I turn up to the lesson and she says, are you ready to, in the beginning of the lesson, I would play the piece that I'd been practicing. And that's me, I'm there, I'm, I sit at the stool and she's just like, she's kind of set back, a bit like the driving instructor, you know, when you're driving. Yeah, like yeah. they're sort of, they, they recline, reset their seat so that you can't quite see them. So it's just you and the, and the, and the, and the wheel. It was me and the piano. And uh, she said, okay, go on then. And there's this silence. She's not saying a thing. And I'm like, I'm really nervous. And I play this piece. I think I do quite a good job of it, but I'm not sure I'm so self-critical. And then I put my hands down on my lap after I've kind of played the bit, only maybe 30, 40 seconds. And she looked at me and there was this moment, there was this pause. And I said, and I, I said nothing. And she looked at me and goes, how do you think that was? And I thought, it was all right. She goes, that was amazing. Mm. And that, in that moment, I, I was so surprised by the feeling I had, the emotion that overcame me um, of pride and satisfaction that my coach, this person, um, had given me this feedback and how it made me feel and I was so motivated to go on and, and uh, have a great lesson and then I, I moved on to the next stage. And it was just like, I'd forgotten. It was so simple, mm. a 30 second piece that was so basic. Um, and when we translate this to, to personal training, some of the stuff that we as trainers and you as trainers might seem as overly basic to them isn't. Yeah. And when you, when you honestly um, and very genuinely and in a, with a, in a heartfelt, honest way, you say, that was amazing, you're doing so well, even though that might not seem a lot to you, it can mean the world to your client. Yeah, and so, so as a, yeah, from a business perspective, we can take the same principle. Yeah. 
So if you are looking for piano lessons, David is available. Just yeah. comment the word piano and um, he'll be in touch. So the um, elephant in the room, yes. um, the nose, for anybody that's watching. Yeah. Um, obviously, we haven't pre-planned this. What, no. what happened? What happened? You got a bit annoyed uh, from, all my, from all my banter. Um, no, uh, you, those of you might not know, but I, we play a lot of squash. We're professional. Um, We're near professionals. Near professionals. I don't know why we bothered doing personal training because... To be honest, just go on tour. the sponsorship alone. <laughs> <laughs> just go on, just go on tour. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I basically got knocked in the nose from playing squash and by the racket. It wasn't pleasant. Um, uh, and ironically, the guy who I'd I'd cut the guy's eye earlier in the game. So I think it was just revenge. Sounds like a rugby match. More than <laughs> yeah, a rugby. it shouldn't be a contact sport, really. But and it's the it's the perfect thing when you run most of your business through Zoom yeah. for you to have this blemish. And I'm only taking the piss out of him because he constantly calls me the egg. And he, you know, this is my opportunity to, um, <laughs> my opportunity to get Level a little revenge. Okay, so today, um, we, we want to talk today about what we call the 10-3-1. And I'm going to set you up to talk about this because this was fundamentally such a simple idea, but it's what got you from zero, basically, as a trainer all those years ago when you did have hair, to, <laughs> yes. to, to like a fully booked diary, basically. So... Um, I think that it, to set it up, 10 through 1 is two things. It's a ratio, um, and it's, uh, it's a ratio to, to guide you on how well you should be doing at certain things as it relates to growing your business, and it also acts as a target. Yeah. So do you want to talk about like, the story of how did 10 through 1 come to be? Yeah, 10, 10 through 1 is a ratio, but it's also a mindset. It's a habit. It's an addiction. It's quite a lot. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. It's good. Um, so yes, I will do. I needed, when I started my personal training business, um, I was very ambitious as a, as a young 20-year-old, I guess, um, and I, w I, wanted to, I wanted to earn money. There was a reason for that, which I won't go into, but it was geared around parents and making sure that I justified my decision. Mm -hmm. And so I needed something that was going to hold me accountable and was going to make me do the things that were going to get me clients that was going to help me grow the business. And so this ratio was just born after a, a few weeks of understanding what it was going to take in order to get people to a place where they wanted to work with me. Cut a long story short, I set myself the challenge um, every single week that I was going to generate 10 really good leads. Not just speak to 10 people, but I was going to develop conversations with 10 people. I was going to know their name. I was going to know what it was they were working on, what their struggles and pain points were. I was going to gather some contact information from them, you know, this is before the days of Instagram and Facebook, uh, really. Um, I think Facebook was around, but it wasn't a marketing mm. thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I had a little black book um, in my back pocket and I would write everything down about these people and I had to get 10. And I never worked on a weekend, but I worked long hours Monday to Friday initially whilst I was building the business. And I wouldn't leave that gym on a Friday if I had eight names. I had to get to 10. Mm. I'd go to the coffee shop that was attached to the gym. I'd go and search high and low. I'd go into the changing rooms and stare at naked women. Uh, women? <laughs> <laughs> stare at... Oh, whoa! Oh. Oh. No, I didn't do that. I definitely didn't do that. Correction. No. Naked men, if required, and try and start a conversation <laughs> with them. Um, and so that was the 10. That was the first part of the ratio. Yeah. Um, can we cut that out? Um, then the Definitely goal. Not. Don't cut it out. <laughs> the goal from that point was how <laughs> how did I take those ten leads and, and do something with them? So the, the goal was that from the week before I would have generated ten leads. 
and I needed to turn those 10 leads into three consultations, okay, which we now refer to as LNTs in Velocity. Which, which stands for? Lead Nurturing Tactic, which is a, a much better way to convert clients. Um, but at the time it was consultation. So from the 10 leads the week before, I had to get three booked in for a consultation. And I knew that if I did that, I would get at least one person sign up when I started. Yeah. So 10 leads, three consultations, one new client minimum every single week. Mm, nice. And that's where that was born. And um, and so, okay, so 10, three, one, and, and let's, let's now, that, give, that provides us with the ratio. So just for, uh, without boring people, but I think it's one of those boring topics that actually you've got to understand if you wanna get good at business. Like yeah. if you wanna get fully booked as a trainer, and earn good money um, in business generally, but certainly as a personal trainer, you've got to understand your conversion rate. So what we've said there is that for every good quality lead that you generate for whatever you do with, if you're on the gym floor like you were at that time, you're talking to people there. If you're online, you're generating conversations online. It's no different. Mm -hmm. It's just like social media, Facebook or Instagram might be your gym floor um, or your Facebook, a Facebook group or you know, a local Facebook group. Um, it's going to be your gym floor. And you've got to generate good, 10 good quality conversations, as you said, which where you're, you're, um, you're getting name, some contact information, a bit of information about them, yeah. right? And then we're saying that one in three of those are gonna end up booking in with you to do something. Yeah. And that's one of the, the ratios of the 10 and the three. So it acts as a target in itself, but then it tells you that actually every three, I should be booking something. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, then something's wrong. Mm. So um, let's, maybe we'll come back to that. But um, the, the other ratio obviously is that you would start if you've got three consultations, then you want at least one client signing up from those three as a, as a starting point. Um, and then we can work on improving those ratios over time, right? The, the conversion rates over time. Yeah, I mean, that's really the, the whole point of having the ratio is that if you're not getting 10-3-1, you can assess what's not working. Yeah. If you're not getting the 10, okay, how do I, from all of these conversations that I'm starting, or maybe not, you know, what am I missing? Why mm. am I not generating better conversations? Yeah. Why am I not turning these chats into leads? Am I simply not talking to enough people? Am I not asking the right questions? Am I in the wrong place? Mm. Am I saying the wrong things? Yeah. And that will help you work out that part if that's broken. So then, so just a quick summary then. So on the 10, if we break this down, like what are the key problems that if someone's watching this now, then we need to identify where do I need to put my attention? So if I'm not generating enough good quality conversations, that could be one problem. And then the other one would be, I'm just, I seem to be talking to loads of people, but I'm not actually booking any. So maybe I've got lots like high volume, but low quality. Mm. What are some things for you that, that you would focus on that would help to improve the volume and then the quality of the, of the 10? I think, the 10. I think that the, the key first thing is that very first thing that you say to somebody so that you've got a very clear tactic. I think it's very um, common in the industry, maybe if you're, you're watching, you'll resonate with this, which is being afraid to go and approach people mm. or not knowing what to say. Yeah. So really nailing that first question um, and committing to it to, to, open up, to open up a good conversation. I think that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is is understanding like the sequence and where you want this to lead. Like in your mind, what is it that you're you're going to offer them if you get the opportunity to? Rather than thinking, I, I don't really know where I want to take this thing. Am I going to sell to them? Am I going to offer them personal training at the end of this conversation? Mm. The answer to that is no. By the way, yeah. um, you know what is the thing that I can offer them so that they can see that I'm genuinely trying to help and encourage them to want to spend more time with me. And that's really powerful there. So I think if we, again, revert back to the 10, we're talking about getting the 10 and then setting you up in a position where you can actually get three consults booked every week. And that mindset of that initial conversation, whether 
offline and you're in the gym or online, whether you're talking to people somewhere online, is that I'm, I'm actually intending, my first, uh, my first objective is to help and serve. Not to sell, not to talk about PT, not to think about me, but actually to try and help that individual. And that's kind of, if we go in with that mentality, then we're much more likely to be able to get three a week. Yeah, I think like, a really good word for it is, is curiosity. Mm. Like being curious um, to find out more about somebody. People love that. People love to feel important and like they're not consciously aware of it, but it feels great that somebody cares. Yeah, and wants um, to know more about what you're kind of going through or, or, or interested in. Like if you're working towards couch to 5K or if you're trying to, improve your deadlift strength or whatever like if people showed interest in asking you about the journey of why you want to do that and what you're doing to get there they'll talk about it mm. <laughs> so it's a hack which you, which you said there that if you can learn the, the the soft skill of making people feel important and one of the ways to do that is to ask them about what they're interested in get them talking and now you're on, on the way towards booking more consults basically which will lead to more clients yeah and, and we don't want to be critical in this moment, we don't want to start telling people what to do or what they should do or what they're getting wrong. Yeah. We just want to be curious and we want to find opportunities to praise them. You know, even if seemingly in your mind, you know, the science of what they're doing is all over the place, maybe you can praise them on the effort that they're putting in. Yeah. Maybe you can say that you're really pleased that they've managed to get off the, off the ground and get this process started. Mm. It's not the time to start being critical because you're trying to build a rapport with that person. Yeah. So moving on to the three, yeah. the thing that opens that up is, is once you've found those things that they're working on, you're, you're, you're trying to dive underneath the hood and, and see if you can find out, you know, what is it that they're not actually that happy with? Mm. What is it that they're confused about? What hasn't been solved for them right now? Where have they got question marks in their mind? And that's where you can sort of implant the opportunity mm. at that point. Yeah, nice. So we kind of start with the, the we're appreciating them, we're acknowledging their, their efforts and their, their showing up or whatever it might be. And then we're, we're um, going to uh, compliment them or praise them, as you said. And then we want that, that will pave the way to be able to uncover an opportunity to help. Yeah. And we're going to use the, again, the consultation or the taster, as people might know. We, again, we, we use LNT. We're going to showcase, basically, by helping them, what we do and how we work with that individual. So we're going to present with them an opportunity to come in and work with us. We find that being quite informal and um, in a sense of like coming down and spend some time with me at the gym, would love to show you how to X, Y, and Z, or you know, show you how we can improve your A, B, and C um, so that we can give, you, give the individual a clear um, understanding of what benefit they would stand to gain from spending some time with you. Yeah, 100%. Once you've, once you've established those things, um, you want to say that you, you're, you know, we want to spend some time together. I'd love to help you with this. Now, when you're helping them with it, you're identifying maybe three, four, five things, but you're going to focus really on one yeah. with them in that moment. And then that sets you up for the opportunity to talk about how they would solve yeah. the other three or four things. The cheese. The cheese. I was, quite, I was, I was waiting for you to talk about cheese there. Yeah. So, Go um, on. <laughs> okay, I'm, we're here now. <laughs> um, so um, imagine a piece of cheese um, with holes in. What's the okay? name of that cheese? Is it Le Leydama or something? Le Emmental? Oh, em maybe Emmental. I think it's maybe all the listeners can tell us what largely the irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that like on Tom and Jerry when I always I can imagine a cartoon when like, you know, anyway, you carry yeah. on. Cheese. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, cheese with holes. That cheese, the yeah. cheese with holes in. That's your that's your prospect. That's the person you're talking to. And it's your job to identify what the holes in the cheese are, i.e. poor ankle mobility, no understanding of nutrition, uh, doesn't know how to strength train, really struggling with confidence. They're the holes, right? They're the problems. They're the things that you're there to try and showcase that you can solve. So you're going to identify all of these things and you're going to make it really well known that 
you know that and that you have the solution to those problems. But during the LNT or the taster, whatever language you want to use it, the LNTs are a, a very beautifully structured way of, of being able to showcase this. But let's take taster for now. Um, your job is to help them with one of those holes in the cheese so that they go, fuck, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And you've done all of that for free, expecting nothing in return. Then in order to turn the three consultations into a minimum of one client, your job is to demonstrate to them and say, remember those other holes in the cheese? I promise you I can help you with that as well. Mm. Now this is my suggestion. This is what I think we should do moving forward. These are your next steps. And that's when we then go into the ultimate console experience, mm. the bridge model, and all of the, the, the ways, the suggestive selling methods that we use at Velocity mm. to convert. And what you'll soon find, um, if you get that right, is that your ratio will go from 10-3-1 to 10-3-2. Yeah. And over time, you're, you're looking to bring that first number down. I think we, had, we were speaking to um, one of our guys the other day who said, I'm at a 6-3-2 now, yeah. which is amazing, like mm. so good. Every yeah. six leads, is two paying clients in mm. monthly recurring revenue. Yeah, amazing, so what that does is it brings down the amount of time that you have to spend generating leads and, and nurturing them into prospects because you know who it is that you help really well and you're, you've nailed down, you kind of acquired the skill sets, you've got the systems in place and so now it's just a case of spending the time and it's not a lot of time that now this individual has to spend to get two clients every week if he wants to but fundamentally he's pretty much fully booked. So it, it, when you've got that level of um, predictability and control over your lead gen and marketing, it's amazing how much how that how much that empowers you and what what that opens up for the future of your business. Yeah, I hope, it's, it's amazing. And and so the great thing about this ratio is that you can then go on and test what you're doing. Mm. So if you're not getting the ten, work out how to fix it. If you're not turning the ten to three, you don't need to worry about the ten. You need to worry about the ten to the three. How do you fix that? Yeah. If the three to the one isn't working, how do you fix that? And so you're able to pinpoint the things in your business that aren't working. Mm. You're able to fix it. You're able to run experiments, trial two or three different things and work out what you need to, to get your ratio better, improved and get your business moving forward. Yeah. I think that's so important because people are like pissing in the wind a lot of the time with ideas, right? They're, they're not, they're trying stuff, they're working hard, but there's no, there's no data behind it. There's nothing solid behind yeah. it. It's just, floating things in the air and, and that doesn't work and, and the thing one of the if we zoom out from the 1031 what i see is that it's a very proactive way of generating leads turning them into prospects and signing clients because i'm stating these figures and i'm going to do work until i've achieved these at this this ratio and i think that's very different to this reactive mindset which is like you might you might feel like oh, i had a good week this week i had two inquiries but you you didn't do anything proactively to generate those inquiries like it might have just got lucky um, or it might have just been a good time of year, a couple of clients might have referred you something great, but is there anything that you can actively do on a daily basis that you are in 100% control of that will result in, in clients predictably? And I think that, that once you get to that place, you're totally proactive and the reactive stuff just happens as a little bonus, the icing on the cake, if you like, that's the place you want to be. Yeah, it removes the risk and the worry of yeah. being a self-employed personal trainer. Totally. Like, genuinely, it gets to the point where you would rather be self-employed than employed because mm. you've got more predictability. Yeah. I'm in control of my business. I know that if I go and do X, Y, and Z, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have one or two clients this week. Yeah. It's that predictable. Mm. And that's what we help people build. So the final piece that I just wanted to touch on with the 1031 is actually tracking. 
because like one of the one of the biggest lessons that I've learned through through business and work is that what gets measured gets managed and what gets managed improves. And so with 1031, inherently these are numbers that you need to track. You had your black book. I also had the black diary. We now translate that onto a very simple Google sheet or a spreadsheet. You might do something similar. But fundamentally, if you're not tracking it, you have no idea if what you're doing is working. And we're just left with a gut feel, which isn't good enough in business. Business is all about the numbers um, from if you want to grow something quite, quite proactively. So um, for you, just how important is the tracking and the measuring? It's the difference between somebody saying, there's just no good leads out there, or there's nobody in my gym that wants personal training. Nobody. <laughs> Zero people. Zero people. To somebody that's actually got a much better understanding of their business and is mm. saying, I need some help with this part. Yeah. It gives you all of the information that you need to be able to go out there and actually yeah. improve things, rather than be able to sort of look externally at everything and pass blame to the situation. It, it brings it within your control again. I think that's the word. Yeah. Tracking the data tells you what's working, it tells you what's not, and it gives you control. Mm. And just that thing you said, like it's so common that you hear, no one wants personal training at my gym or in this place, wherever. And I think that it's just the wrong, like if we reframe the, the question embedded within it, you're saying that, what does personal training do, first of all? Well, it takes people who are not where they wanna be physically, and it accelerates and gives people a, a surefire, predictable, reliable way of achieving the goal. Because I think any trainer, any, any health and fitness professional that's watching this knows that if someone gets a coach, they're more likely to get to the destination faster. And so what we're saying by that is that no one is struggling with their health and fitness or wants it to be better in some way, shape or form that would agree that if they hired someone, um, that they would get there further and faster. Mm. Like, it, like fundamentally it's not true. So it's more that actually I don't know what to do and I don't know how much of, of it to do in order to achieve the outcome I want. In order to showcase my value and turn those same people's mindsets into yeah. thinking actually maybe this is a good idea. Yeah, and, and I think in, in a sense it's true when people say there's no one in my gym that wants personal training because they don't know they need it. Yeah. But if you ask the question differently, that there's no one in my gym who wants to have, a, have better strength, improve their core, wants a six pack, wants to lose body fat. Like, yes, there's loads. That's mm. what they're there for. Mm. So like, okay, well, if personal training facilitates that, then there are loads. They just don't know it yet. This goes back to what you said about, um, you know, when you have those good weeks where you get two inquiries. Yeah. We call that, at Velocity, we call that the low hanging fruit. That's great. Like we want that. Yeah. There's never going to be enough to build a business and it's not reliable. Mm. And so, yeah, those people, they know that they want PT and they will find you. You don't need you don't need a system in place for them. They'll yeah. come to you. They'll talk to you. All, all you have to do is be be around, like be present. Yeah. Be at the gym or be at your studio enough. Have an email. Have an Instagram page, and you'll get some by luck. But as you said, it won't be enough to build a business. And don't be a wanker. Like that will yeah. help. If you're, not, <laughs> yeah, if, you're a, well if you're a wanker, you might not get those. Yeah. But um, yeah, you need. Or to you'll have... or you'll attract you'll attract the wrong kind of people. Attract yeah. all <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, to, to take that control, that word we've used a lot is so powerful so that you're getting those referrals when they come in and they're a nice bonus, but you're in control of the growth of your business because you're showcasing to people that, they, that don't even know that they need your help right now. You're showcasing to them that actually they do. And um, you know, if they want to accelerate, like if they want to do it on their own, that's cool. Yeah. But um, if they want to get there faster, if they want to solve that riddle, then um, I like that, you're the riddler. You can solve the problem for them. Looks like it's going to be a tagline and someone's going to steal that. And hashtag, going to, hashtag Riddler. Hashtag Riddler. Yeah, that's it. There you go. It's trending already. Okay, cool. So I think that's a really nice, a nice moment to wrap up. And I hope you've taken away uh, a lot from today's session. Um, the 1031. Final closing remarks on 1031. 
Uh, game changer, took my business very, very quickly from zero to six figures. Um, so do it, <laughs> get, it in, get it in your life. Um, it's simple, but the best systems, the best strategies are often the simplest ones and the ones that you iterate and work on again and again and again. And that exactly what I was gonna say, it almost took the words out of my mouth that I think a lot about what we've, what's worked for us, both as trainers and as, and as, men, and as business mentors now, is like doing the basics really well. Yeah. Our brain wants to find the complex, really sexy solution that will solve the problem for us because that almost gets us, gets us off the hook, so to speak. It makes us less accountable if I haven't yet learned it. But most of the time, you do know what to do. It's just a case of doing it consistently and, ma and working to master those basics. Right. And that, that is, in the essence, 1031. I'm in, I'm in a gym. I'm paying £700 a month. And yeah. I'm going to run Facebook ads and I'm going to mm. set up a funnel. No. Yeah. no. Like, Talk to people. That's not, that's not what you need right now. Talk to real humans. That's it. So from me, from David and David's nose, uh, thank you so much for, <laughs> for listening in. And, uh, and we'll see you next time. Cool. That was good. Nice. All right, stop cameras, stoppage. Oh, easy stiff. Um, that one definitely didn't record. <laughs> Good. <laughs> nice. Well, it's not too bad that I can get him to get this to one. zoom in on that one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's because it's full. Ah. I didn't check the. It would have got some of it, but not all of it. Banter. Pure. It's not really banter, is it? No. <laughs> Shitty banter, I guess. Quarter to six. That went. That went quick. Thirty-three minutes. We're recording. That was a good one, actually. Yeah. That flowed. Flowed. Food. It flew doddled. <sighs> um, random. One more. Um, um, the uh, cheetah question, just another text from Jono. He said, would my payment come out at the same time as my other one? Um, and we're saying no, because we're gonna, it'll be just be whenever you upgrade. Because we wanted to simplify it, we'll say no, like it would just, it would, but in your, this case, it would be the first. Yeah. Okay. So I would, I would say it, we, we'd, uh, I think we can be flexible, so I can just 